And we're back with part two of relationship growth and ingredients. And we're going to pick up right where we left off with my brother, Adam. Take it away. So I was talking about everyone got to get the hell out, right? And so we have these expectations when I came back that everyone was riding my coattails and, you know, I didn't want any of that stuff. But you grow. Like, you have to understand how upsetting it could be when you're just like, everyone's feeding off you, right? And you want everyone to leave because you want your own privacy. You want your own spot you want your you want your wife to run around naked and do whatever you want to do panty time yes yes around all over the house you know Praise what i mean like jesus panty yes time. yes yes but you know things change you know it's I it's different panty time. i i i <laughs> listen that's the whole reason why i bought a duplex so we can have panty time all over again you know what i mean like because we can't have it in the house right now <laughs> we can't mm. It's hard. So we can we come to the other side of the duplex? Yes. <laughs> come on through. Uh, two parts. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, coming back from deployment, you think everything's going to be cool, copacetic, everyone's going to leave, you're going to live your life. It doesn't go back to what it used to be, and there's a really bad expectation in your head if you actually do that. So I would never suggest that you do it. I had to grow as a person. I really had to grow and be like, you know what? That ain't right. It's just... Those are my kids. Like, I can't just kick everybody out. Even though they're older now and they should be gone, I still... It's a different circumstance with our case, though. It's not like you have your regular teenage kids right. or, or, young adults. or young adults that are now 17, 18. They're 21. Who, who, could, who could manage their bank or can manage money. It's different when you've got someone who is on the autism spectrum and it's and they struggle counting money. They struggle with cash. You know, it's it's a it's it's a huge struggle for them. So it's not like, you know, we'd be like, okay, I understand you're 21. You know, I need you to get the hell up out my house. Right. But in their psyche, intellectually, they they don't they're not at 21. They're right, at right. Thir- they're 13. They're right. 13. They're, like 20, said, they're 21 in number only. Like you said, you're in a different circumstances. Yep. With right. someone that have kids that are grown, independent, able to do for themselves. And well, look, my, my daughter and her fiance left after about being in a hospital almost two years. They saved up. I mean, like, you would walk into their room and it'd be nothing but boxes. But they'd be like dishes, pots, pans. They were saving up. So I understood that. So they were getting ready for the next step. When they made that step, they knew that they made that step as a final step. They weren't going to come back. And, you know, what, three years there, they're still in their own place. Yeah, they're, they're living they're up. About they, to buy a house. They're about to buy a house. Like, so it, it takes some mastery, you know what I'm saying? I can understand that because with my daughter, when we lived, it was she, myself, and my son, and my grandson. And I um, had told her, you know, you got to get out. It was kind of hard, and I know she thought I was mean, but I know that my child is a strong woman like me and very capable and able to make it no matter what, no matter what you go through. And I I have that backbone, whereas my grandparents, and it's funny to say that by them having boxes, my grandparents, um, one Christmas, I I would say I was about 22, 23, and every year, my grandmother would, for Christmas, I would get something. Either pots and pans, the next year, a suitcase, the that next was old year. Shade. So I'm like, what is going on? 
on. You know, it's like, are you trying to put me out? She no, said no. no. Those are the subliminal messages right. coming through. Right. I'm like, are you trying to put me out? No. She never said I had to go. And then I got to the point like, you know what? I think she's trying to tell me to leave. But she did say, if you ever leave my house, you can never come back. Damn right. So I took that to heart. I mean, I took it to heart. It hurt because I'm like, okay, this lady just told me I'm her grandchild. And, you know, I can't never come back to her house. No matter what I go through, I could not come back. So I say all that to say is when I got older, moved out, was on my own, never had to come back. Except that time it was a storm in Atlanta. I had to go over there and stay. But to stay, stay. And then I was going through a situation. I ended up staying with my one of my girlfriends. She's like a sister. And I was pregnant with my son because me and his father wasn't together. And I literally slept in my car a couple of times until my friend was like, you know, you stand. I never told anybody. This is like a little secret. I slept in my car and my grandmother was in a, my grandmother was in a one bedroom apartment. So I didn't want to go stay over there with her because the way that her situation was, you know, if somebody got caught living over there, she'd get put out because she was in this um, assistant living thing like so it was like I ended up staying with them and then I ended up moving in with my grandmother and it was like I let my daughter because I didn't want her to sleep I took her back to my grandparents my daughter was able to go back and my grandma said the thing I know you're not coming back here but I didn't want to tell her that I had nowhere to go yeah. I still stuck it out I was like uh no so then finally I end up going with my boss that I work for rent his house out to me so then we end up staying there and it was probably like a few years later my grandmother was having a conversation me and my grandmother was arguing about something and I just broke down crying and my grandfather he don't like no one to cry so she had got the car they went out the house and I kind of went in the house and hid. Like I said, I shut down when I go through stuff. So I kind of hid in, the, in my grandparents' house. My grandmother came and found me. And I told her, I said, I want you to listen to me. You know, my grandmother's remedy was always drink water for everything. Your head hurt, drink water. Your stomach hurt, drink water, anything. And I was like, I'm tired of the drink water thing. I want you to listen to me. I hurt too. So then I told her the situation. And she told me, she said... Just because I told you that don't mean I meant it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you told me if I leave, I could never come back. Mm-hmm. So I took that to heart. She said, so you listen to everything I say? Yeah, this is that. Remember, you bought me a suitcase for Christmas. <laughs> you bought me pots and pans. And so I took it to that. But I say that to say as an adult child... I didn't necessarily tell my daughter she could never come back, but I just told my daughter, you got to get your own place. Well, one thing, two adult women cannot live in the same house together. They, they just can't in certain aspects. So she got her own place. She's doing wonderful. I mean... She bossed well, up on these bitches. Wonderful. I mean, <laughs> and I'm quite sure a lot of bitches. people never thought that she would do the things that she's doing, but I'm Shout so- out to Daisha, man. They uh, say that I say your name. I'm saying your motherfucking name. Shout out to Daisha. You got your shit together, girl. I'm so proud of her. She has, go, yep, she has. You know my daughter. She has two beautiful boys, and she's making it. So, and she's in a loving relationship. Healthy. Healthy. Absolutely. Shout out my nigga Banks. 
<laughs> Absolutely. But again, you know, the fact of sometimes kids do need to have that nudge yeah. and that push. Because I spoil my kids. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I spoil them. 100%. I still spoil her. She not Whenever she calls, I may fuss, I may argue. I'm not doing it. But she know I'll end up doing it anyway. And I can't let go that coke string with the one upstairs, but it's like he's a baby. Yeah, he is a baby. That's like this one. He's, he's a baby. baby. He's a baby. How the fuck you be a baby at fifteen? What the fuck this? He is. He's my baby. He, that's right. He's the baby. So the thing is, though, you know, like the I baby can is a rapper. I can what? understand. You know, having kids with special needs, it is hard to push them out when they're of that age. And, you know, they may be there until they're 30. Who knows? Until the mentality. Watch your mouth. <laughs> to the, you know, the mental status of being able to take care of themselves. Right. And it, it's, it's hard on that end. It's difficult. It, it, it's, it's really hard. And I then mean, sometimes you do want to push them out and see what they can do. Yes. Because sometimes like, it is that we're holding them back. Yeah. And I wish physical. I had emotions because all I'm thinking right now is this nigga's 21. But they're artistic. They're 21 in number. The 21 physically? They're 20. Mentally, they're, they're not. They're about 14, they're 15. About, they're 13, 14 Four, years old. 13. Now, 14. Mind you, I was out. My See, there you go. There you I go with out, that. But not that. They're in that situation. They're like different. Right. No, but this is what the thing that he and I kind of struggle with. At 14, I had a job. At 14, I was doing this. At 14, I was paying bills. At 14, I was doing that. I know the, times the, are different now. Right. I, I grew up in an age where niggas didn't wear skinny jeans and fucking rock purses and skirts and shit. I didn't grow up in that fucking era. I grew up in an era where you gotta fucking put watermelon on the back of a truck, bail hay, stack that shit on a silo. That shit hurts your forearms. I grew up working in a fucking chicken plant. Mm. After school. After football practice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. My dad, he was cool, but that nigga was in Atlanta. My mm. mom hustled. She worked two jobs. My stepdad was there, but I wasn't his fucking child. My sister Monique, that was his responsibility. I had to get mine. I say what the fuck I want. But you cannot put every child in the same category. Just because. Listen, your son is very lucky because you love him. I didn't grow up in that loving environment. I grew up in. It's different. Being loved and growing up in a loving environment, huge difference. I wasn't loved. I understand it's a huge difference, but when it comes down to something like that, you cannot hold that against the child's past. Never do. You can't do that. So just like I grew up in a loving family. So you're saying you can't fault a motherfucker for privilege? No, listen, listen, no, 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 no. What no. she's saying is because That's exactly what you said. No, you can't not. fault someone for being in a better position than no, you grew up in. No, what she's saying is that you cannot fault a person that grows up in a loving environment because you are not. What she's she, loving just, is that privilege and loving it too. Yeah, loving, loving is a privilege. Love no, is a we privilege. Still, we still broke. We ain't privileged. You know what I mean? Like we're we're okay. We're comfortable. But it wasn't like what I grew up. And I only have five dollars a day to eat off of. My kids got more than that. Love, love is not a privilege. privilege. No, okay, privilege. all right. Maybe I said it wrong. So you trying to say love me is a privilege? A privilege. What I'm saying is for I mean, anyone. I my wife is an honor. 
for anyone for to be loved, it is a privilege. Like, love provides you a whole different path. Oh, yeah. It Definitely. does. Definitely. Like, what would you be doing if no one loved you? You don't know. I bet you We have a know. child in the room now. <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a teenager. A teenager. teenager. A, a, young, a young man. He's young 15. Man. A young man. So Three it, years from getting kicked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, wait. So, I'm not going to have him speak. He is my kid. But we did have a conversation today before we got here about what service he wanted to join. Marine Corps. Air Force. Navy. Air Force. Air Force. Okay, that's a good choice. <laughs> right. Wow. No, look, look. I'm wait, an Army wait. brat. I'm. I'm wow. Just, mm-hmm. Say, say, say whatever what you, you like. Have. Say what you like. I did want to go into the Army. Uh huh. I wanted to go into the Army. And oh. then, Sorry. But, go ahead. And then my dad was like, man, don't do that. You know what Army stands for? Listen, don't start with Tell this. Tell him, baby. Tell him what Army don't stands for. Don't start with this. Well, because I'm a Navy and Marine go together. Army stands for ain't ready for a Marine yet. <laughs> ain't ready to be a Marine yet. Yeah. So, you know, they're the sucker cats of the military, which means they obey, you know, they obey things like they walk into the wall, bump their head, then ask questions later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's that dang. That's dad. I'll push to the side, though. We're getting off topic, but yeah. Air Force is for the cerebral minds yes. of, you know, the smart ones. Yes. Yes. If my son went in the military, I would suggest him to do I, that I, well. I, Everyone I know that went to the Air Force, they just found it harder to get promoted as opposed to other services because you you stay stagnant in your field for so long because right. no one's moving. And no one's moving because they're not They're applying. not getting out. Yeah, they're, they're not, not applying, getting, not out. getting out and yeah. not moving. So they have to laterally move around. Yeah, they get comfortable. Unless you have the ambitions to be like. Right. But let's stay on topic. Let's yeah, stay, stay on topic. Now back to the loving part. Mm-hmm. Now... Just because you did not have a loving environment growing up does not make it undeserving for a person that has been loved all their life. Which means that my grandfather came home, baby, how you doing? How was school? How was this? Your grandmother? Now, they were hardcore. Mm -hmm. They didn't play. They would whoop your ass and do all of that. But the thing is, and then that's why I always think it's very important to show affection in front of your children. Yeah. The always let them see you kiss, let them see you hug, and stuff like that, so they'll know, hey, you know what? They really love each other. Can Are they really care? Your booty in front of the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It all the time. I but, sure but the thing is, as you know, I understand your situation, but here it is for me to show you and teach you the different parameters of like, okay, baby, this is what should be. This is how you should. You can't. Be harsh on these things. You can't be because you had it that way, and I had it this way. But but haven't I? Haven't I? You have back? adapted. Yeah, you I, have I, adapted. Back, I'm not as all rah rah because let me tell you something. I came from a very black and white environment. I came from a fucked up environment. Mm. And when I say fucked up, I'm grown in a city that don't sleep in the Big Apple. New York. Drug addicted mother. I'm an only child. I got no father figure. No brothers. No siblings. It's just me and my mom's and my mom's house all the time. So I had no love in the sense of what you would traditionally understand. I got my love off the TV. And so when I tell you the the Huxables. The Huxables. I want to tell you the Huxables. When I tell you the Huxables was like, shit, that's what I want to be. You know what I mean? Like, Bill the Pill, 
you know, I, I ain't on here dosing people, but I want to give that love. And when, so when I had a family, when I went from single to a father of three instantly, and then having another child naturally with my wife, and having a, a family of, of six of us, all I want to do is give love. The, the hustable love that I saw that I thought was right because I never got it. And hmm. so when I was able to shower my children with that love and protect them with that love, I did everything I possibly could to make sure my wife could stay home and help raise the kids, even though they weren't mine, help raise the kids because I wanted to make sure they got what they were supposed to get that the hustables were gonna give them. Here's, here's a question, this is, this is not off, off topic, but I gotta know this. How the fuck do you navigate discipline someone else's kids <laughs> and at some point in time you are going to be reined in because you're not their biological father how the fuck do you navigate that? okay okay so this is a topic that is this could take an hour long but let me that's tell you, okay we got time let me tell you what what how i approach it being that my kids three out of the four are my stepchildren mm -hmm. i am constantly at odds with their mama. She hates the term stepchildren. Bonus, bonus children. So I, I look, mm -hmm. I call them children. They're my kids. Mm -hmm. I say stepchildren because it kind of gives a dynamic. What do they call them. you? Yeah. Okay. So it ain't no stepchildren. No, no, I never, I never, in, in public, this is between us, but in mm -hmm. public, those are my kids. Mm -hmm. I paid for them. They're mine. Mm -hmm. They ain't no step nothing. So because they're my kids is one thing. Everybody from the outside see another thing. But when me and my wife get together, it's, we've had this argument on multiple levels about, well, those those are my kids. Well, God damn it, I'm taking care of them. I make sure that you, you make sh I make sure that you have food to cook, but they can eat, you know what I'm saying? I make sure that they have electricity so they can read. I make sure that they have this and that. I may not be effectively doing it, but at the same time, how do I get with them? And we've had this conversation many times about how she feels about me being her dad. I've had a fight. I've had a fight to discipline them. Because at some points she won't let me discipline them. Well, I How do you want to discipline them. Yeah. But so yeah, that's a whole other story, right? Because I have military training, and my military discipline is different than the way I grew up. So mm. I mean, I have them cherry picking. I have them carrying cans, you know, in the little five ounce cans in each hand, so they got tired. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. She was with it at some point, but at, at another turn, it was like it was getting to the point where it was. I wouldn't say abusive, but it was getting to the point where it was excessive. And so she would be like, no, not with my kids. And I'm like, no, my kids too. And that's when we start having those arguments. But it worked out in the long run. A relationship, which we're talking about, is really a conglomeration of what you bring to the table and what she brings to the table when it comes to loving the kids. Because mm. I don't know how to love, but from TV, She's teaching me, and the and the kids are teaching me how to love. So I have to kind of pick and choose what I want from there, and then push that forward. Does that make sense? It mm -hmm. does. I mean, I'm fortunate to have a kid that understands where I'm coming from, and we've had sidebars. I I talk to him like he fully understands I'm not his father. I'm not trying to be his father. You know who your father is. He's lucky. I'm a father figure, right. but I know you know that I'm not your father. Right. So, in the house we have rules. Do what's expected. We don't ask much of them. Take out a little trash, wash some dishes, turn the TV off at a certain time. 
and just be respectful. The young man is very respectful. But there are times where we don't see eye to eye. So my communication method is way different from hers because she pacifies. I don't, I'm, I say shit straight. I shoot straight from the hip. Yep. However, she pointed however it's in my mind is the way it's coming out of my mouth. That shit pisses me off. If it hurts your feeling at the time, listen, he's a black man. There, I don't know that if you watch the news. That listen, that hold on. No, no, hold on. I don't know if you watch the news. That don't mean shit. There's no pillowcases for black men out here on these streets. Uh, or minorities. Puerto Ricans at that. Uh, black period. If black, you, if brown. Your skin is, if yeah. Look, y'all consider black. I don't know. Honestly. If your skin is darker than white, goddammit, you're going to go through it. <laughs> Damn right. And so, I don't I don't baby him. Exactly. Because the world's Her, on the other hand... She babies him. I do good. not baby him. You full of shit. How uh, how do I baby him? We'll get on that off the podcast, but you you baby. <laughs> baby. I get the same thing from him. Yeah. Me. I get you, like I get if, he, right. exactly. if he was a girl, my whole mentality See, would be different. That's the whole different. If it was a girl. Hold on. No, no, no. I but I've been him. I know, I've been so him. So girls should be tra- be treated, I'm sorry, to be treated just as equal because of the fact that a girl should be able to be tough on as well because if she go out there and be Miss Damsel in distress, get a man to manipulate her and all this stuff like that, if you treat her equally as in, look, you got to do this, 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 and this. The fact of if I was not treated the way I was treated growing up, mm-hmm. meaning that learn how to cook, learn how to wash dishes, learn how to do this, learn how to do this. You, on the other hand, said if it was a girl... Oh, baby, I'll do it for you. No, but I, what I said was my method of delivery would be different. different. I never exactly. said. So the voice tone would change. Yeah, that, the that voice tone. I don't. There's a well, big difference. Yeah, I you have don't. a daughter. Mm-hmm. I have my daughter who is 26. It's a big difference. I never, to this day, knock on wood, I've never had a toucher. I, and when I say touch, I mean like hit her in the back of the head or mm-hmm. discipline her in that sense. My voice would carry enough to shake her bones inside. My knucklehead boys, on the other hand, they needed a quick little hard hand. There's a big difference in how you raise the two sexes. Mm-hmm. But that's all. That's all. But I have to say, like my my son too. When he was younger, me raising my voice at him would make him very nervous and start crying. He did not want me to spank him or anything like that. That boy, if he knew that I was getting ready to spank him, would start crying, and it wasn't to make me not do it because he knew I was going to do it anyway. The fact that it was just like he did not want me to do it because he's like my mama do something that's really disappointment. Right. 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 That's the thing. Once you once a child recognizes disappointment, you don't have to put hands on them. Mm-hmm. And this is what I try to get across. I he don't across, believe in spankings. I do not. I know that that's a, that that might be a shocker to the world, but I do not believe in putting my hands on kids mm-hmm. because when they grow up. They can't put their hands on people. I've had to learn Your that. Your ass will be behind them I've bars. Had, I've had to learn that. Mm-hmm. I've had to learn. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Fuck that. Fuck that. That is Difference. some religious bullshit yep. designed no. to, no, no, to fill up the goddamn prison system. No. You teach your child right and wrong. You can use your fucking words. Yep. Use your fucking words. They'll understand you. I mean, I didn't say do it all the time. But then there's sometimes you got like, no, look. No, there is that special case where you got to right. put them in line. I right. get that. But at the same time, if you effectively use your communicative skills, you don't have to. At what point? 
okay, me and you have a disagreement. You don't see the things, you don't see shit the way I want you to see it. We both grown men, so I haul off and I punch you in the fucking nose. What's gonna happen then? They're gonna start a fight. Well, he's gonna retaliate. <laughs> and I'm gonna probably put a hot six. I don't fight no more. I'm gonna probably put a hot six in it. I'm old and I'm disabled. <laughs> I ain't got time to be doing no Russell Tussle shit, man. Ain't got enough motion. Ain't, ain't got, ain't, ain't no motherfucking. Ain't nobody got time for that. And so that's real world shit. You go out and you start arguing. I can't say that shit. Having a disagreement with. A motherfucker who's inferior in strength to you, they're not gonna shoot you a fair one. Mm-hmm. They're gonna reach on their hip and lay your ass out. Mm-hmm. And if your skin is dark and white, it's just gonna be a headline. Yep. So you can't you can't teach your kids on that violence shit, man. I, I try I try to teach my kid nonviolence, but at the same time I try to prepare them for the real world that it, it currently is. Being being black, brown, being a minority of any descent, it's difficult. It's difficult. You you know you're already an outcast. You know what I'm saying? Especially down here in the south. The good old boy network is live and real down here. It's because black people, well, minorities don't take politics serious. No. The local local politics are where that is where it's at. It's always where it's at. Yeah. The problem is that they've been bamboozling hoodwinked enough to think that their devil don't count. Just because you got a president in office that look like you and talk like you, that don't mean shit. At the local level is where it. That's where it all Shout out to Randy Milner for bringing that up. Uh, he has a podcast out uh, dealing with local politics. I'm sorry, Randy. I don't know the name of your podcast right now, but Google Randy Milner on... You can't Google him on Facebook. Google him on Google. Shout out to Smirnoff Vodka for putting me in this state. Uh, look up Randy Milner on fucking Facebook. He, he's got a motherfucking podcast for your ass that involves... What's it called? The Next Move. That's it. That's the it. Next Move. That's it. That's it. No, I mean, it, it's hard, though. Like, I, I was one that I wouldn't spare the rod. Like, my boys did something. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I take care of it. Well, that was wrong. No, no, it was. It Damn. was extremely wrong. You're not in their house. No, no, no. no, no. She's right, though. No. She's right. She, look, I'm giving her credit. Right. She's absolutely correct. It was wrong. I was so quick to react and not understand, especially not knowing the diagnosis of being autistic. Mm. How long it took before you are new? Oh, shit. It was a very long time. It was a very long time. Nigga, I mean, beating up on cripples? No, well, no, nah, I didn't that know they were right? Like, like the, first of all, let's be real. If you want to say I was getting it then, we knew by the time there were two or three that they were gay. Like, let's let's put let's put the tape. Okay, that's another topic. I got well, that's that's interesting they, they to know. They didn't cry. They went, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, But no, we knew by, by two mm. or three that... There was a little sugar in the tank, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was different with that. Both of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have autistic twins that are both gay. Yes. yes. God damn, y'all motherfuckers should be on CNN or something. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I've told my wife many, many times, and I've told many friends, we are a living sitcom. You're fucking when right. I, when I tell Why you, are you fuckers I, I, not on TV? We are a living sitcom. Our family dynamic is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Between having a... Amazing 15-year-old who rocks our world in the sense of everything that he can do to having twin boys who are 21, both gay and both taking on challenges of the world as well as find themselves in this world and having a 26-year-old lesbian, gay daughter who is amazing oh, yeah. at everything she does Hold in up. school. Hold on. But, hold, hold on. on. But and in his defense, this is the only link that y'all have together. 
This is our So all our, those our, other genes came from your former uh, baby dad. Our, our 15 year olds are, is our only biological child together. Right. But the rest so, of the So back to beating up on the cripples and realizing you had I didn't know. Issues. We didn't know. Stop calling them we, cripples. We didn't know at the time that they had a... I'm glad they got understanding parents how crazy you are. <laughs> we didn't know at the time when they were coming up we were told all kind of shit. We were told they were ADHD. Mm-hmm. We were told that they were just yeah. There was a that, lot of misdiagnosis. There was a lot, lot of misdiagnosis, and, and there was many, 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 many years and many, many, many tests that we went through in order to get the diagnosis okay. that we got in order to solidify the fact that they are autistic and they are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there was about by the time they were about 10, 12 years old. That's when I realized I got. First of all, I was confronted by my wife and my daughter about my my heavy hand. Mm. And you know, it's one thing taking it from your wife. You want vanilla ice on. What? If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Damn right. <laughs> it's one thing to hear something from your wife and just kind of brush it off. It's nothing to hear from your teenage daughter. And that is what really sparked the interest in me and be like, you know what? She may know something that I don't. And that's when I really took the breaks and popped it back and say, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna hit them no more. I'm gonna use my words because they don't understand me because they're ADHD. At the time, mm-hmm. I thought they were just hyperactive and they just couldn't control themselves. So I have to control myself in order to help them control themselves. So it was a really strong dynamic. And that's when I realized, okay, I can't be hitting them. I can't be touching them. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense of like, discipline them and hitting them. Because I was that typical father. Typical Puerto Rican father gives you what's called a cocotazo. You know what a cocotazo is? Mm-mm. A cocotazo is when you take it, your, your index finger, you, you bend it down like this, and you take that little knuckle that points out and you just yes. right in the back, right in the back, right kind of like the head. Mexican version of a tobachillo. I guess, yeah. yeah. So, but you just get a boom. Right? You would know well, that word. You would feel that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I had to stop. I had to stop doing that. I had to stop hitting them in the butt, in the back of the head. You know, back of the buttocks. Hit them in the back of the head or hip. Start getting a little cocotazos because I knew that that wouldn't be helping the situation any bit. Mm-hmm. And then once I started using my words and getting them to understand to calm down relax, listen to what I'm saying in a calm manner, then things start to change. Because when you yell, that makes yelling them excited. Them. It blocks them. And it the it, it causes them to freeze. You yeah. know what yelling does for me? When I yell, I get angry that at myself. But it takes me a while to process that. But I yell, I feel good at the moment, but then I feel like shit very afterwards. shortly afterwards. Yep. But that's the thing, is like, you know, I went to family counseling, mm-hmm. I went to individual counseling, I went to marriage counseling. I did all these counselings with the wife, with the family, with the kids, mm-hmm. to understand that I needed to learn how to be a better dad. I yeah. needed to learn how to be a better father. And and having kids to discipline is way different, especially when they're your stepchildren. Mm-hmm. And, and and like I said, from the very beginning I never Bonus. Children, I bonus children. I never <laughs> ever considered them to be my stepchildren. Never, I never. To me, they were my kids from day one yeah. when I first met them. And it, I mean, my mama even disowned me when she found out that I was marrying my wife with the kids. She was like, "What? Your wife's not Mexican?" Hey, I know. And you would think she would be okay with it because she's actually from Puerto Rico. She's actually born on the island and implanted here. I got me an import, you know what I'm saying? Damn. Uh, I, I import everything. Cars, jewelry, <laughs> women, it was all good. Uh, but the point is, is that, you know, 
being the way I was raised, in a sense of speaking through the Hustables, and then understanding the life that I live is not anything like that can be scripted, mm-hmm. it, it's extremely difficult, especially when you have no guidance. I didn't have none. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt in and out of the church, I fell in and out of other things, and so it was really difficult for me to kind of put that all together. But I think after about like 2012, 2013, I kind of I mm-hmm. was able to rein that in. It was much better. I'm able now to communicate with my boys, my mm-hmm. sons, my daughter, in a much different level, knowing that the diagnosis and my ability to stop myself from hitting them mm-hmm. and trying to get them to understand the reason, much different. Yeah. Especially when they're highly medicated like me. That's what I'm saying. Once you, once you can identify your flaws, it's yeah. much easier to deal with everything else. Touche. Mm-hmm. What else we got? What else we got? I mean, the third one was, uh, what relationships did you... S- oh, oh, oh. What relationships Man, did you sever that you wish you had not? No, no. And relationship did you sever that you regret the most? Okay. A relationship Ooh. that you severed that you regret the most. That is a... That. We're bearing all right now. Yeah, yeah. Guys, this is, this is, uh, this so, is not scripted. Okay, so I'll be the first one to tell you. One of the biggest relationships was not sexual in any, any point. It was a family member. I had to. We're not talking about that. Yeah, no, we're talking about. We're, we're talking about some sturdy pot. I'm trying to avoid this yeah, shit. that's not gonna happen. Uh, that's not. So look, I'll be honest with you. I think that a lot of times our relationships are muddled, muddled, muddled. I guess muddled. Yes, muddled, right. Like uh-huh. muddled. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a whole bunch of problems in there and and shit. The biggest one I think I regret the most because I caused it was my last marriage. Mm. I'm happy that it ended the way it did and I'm happy of the result at the end. Mm. But I fucked that thing up. I mean, it ain't, look, there's no other words, but I fucked that thing up left and right. And I'm kind of glad that I did. Does that make sense? Because even though I fucked it up, I got something better out of it at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have met, I wouldn't have met my wife I wouldn't have met the mother of my child, the mother of my children, like all that stuff. But that was really difficult. You got lenses in the motherfucking glasses? Yes. I'm damn blind, bro, yeah. Them shit's clean as fuck. <laughs> like I'm staring, I'm, I'm looking at the frames, like I don't that see no suck. fucking lenses in these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, my glasses are clean, right? Like my car. Uh, no, I, the, so my first relationship, yeah. Uh, my first marriage, mm-hmm. um, as fucked up as it started, it ended just as just as well as it started. It ended the way it was supposed to end. I don't regret it. I just think that there was a lot of things I had control of that I didn't take control of. That you was up. immature. Yeah. So look, it, you know what it ended? You know how it ended? I'm gonna tell you right now. Quick story. Mm-hmm. The year 1999, we decided we we're gonna join the service. Prince. The year of 19- Prince. Yeah, yeah, Prince. So we joined the service. Uh, we're in the delayed entry program together. Yes, uh, we go away to basic, and we just so happen, we just so happen to be uh, coming home for Exodus in between basic training. Exodus is like Christmas. Yeah, we didn't do that. In we Marine did that. We, we did that. It, it was Army, it's not Marine. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have some sense about ourselves. So mm-hmm. what I'm gonna say is that you know we went to basic. Mm-hmm. Halfway through basic, we it was a holiday season. They allowed us to go home. So Exodus, Exodus. We went to the club, never forget it, January 1st, 2000. We go to the club, 
I'm getting my drink on. Don't know how to control myself. I walk into the woman's bathroom. Mm. I had to use the bathroom, but there was women in there at the same time. It was a They're two like, for one this special. bitch got a big ass twist. <laughs> it's a two for one special in this motherfucker. <laughs> so I go to the women's bathroom. I start doing my thing. And on the way out, I catch someone who just happens to catch my eye. I start talking to him. We start hitting it off. We start kissing. Next thing you know, my wife walk in. I don't know what she's doing in the female's bathroom, but it is what it is. She caught me, got mad at me. We got into, got into a little bit of an argument at home. She went up leaving, and next thing you know, I got a domestic violence case on me. The nerve of that whore for getting I'm mad at you for being in a days. woman's bathroom while talking right to another bitch. Preach! Baby, Shame preach. on that man. Preach! Mm. I tell you, no trust in the world. Anyway, mm. so we get home. I, you know, we get into an argument, and that's all it was. It was an argument. She walks out. I get violent with the stove. I throw dishes and shit because I'm in my feelings because I'm drunk as shit. Mm. And what happens? She goes off to basic. I don't get to finish, and I get held back. And next thing you know, she's with the what we call the dirty thirty because we were class thirty and. There was a bunch of cats in there who wanted to like talk to her and holler. Mm-hmm. She went about her business, I went about mine. And, and what happened was history. We parted ways, I left, came back after she stole my car. It's a whole other story for another day. Mm-hmm. But I came back, and I came back with the woman I have currently on my arms, looking good as shit in a red dress, stunting like a motherfucker. And mm-hmm. She got mad at the mother, so I upgraded. It is what it is, it happens. It's but the only way to do if it. There's a, all back to the topic, if there was anything I regretted was that I was an asshole. I recognize my assholeness, but I'm glad it ended the way it did. Alright, let's let's pass the buck. There is no passing the buck because I regret nothing. Ooh! Ooh. <laughs> Damn. I regret nothing. Damn it. I'm glad she's my wife. Shit. Well. Cut yeah. that shit, move on. Sean? Relationships now. Pretend I'm they not here. You know that. I know. Pretend that I'm not here. Let's talk about a relationship that you severed that you now regret. Oh. Hmm. I think I know who it is. No, you don't. Who? Heck no. Not him? Hell oh, okay. no. Um, relationships that I regret. Oh, no, re- relationships that you ended that, that I, you regret. That I ended mm-hmm. that I regret. That you severed. Yeah, same thing. Severed. Or ended. could it be if they ended it? That's okay. Either or. Severed. Cut ties. wife ended it with me when mm-hmm. it was because of my actions. So I'm going to contribute that to me. Mm-hmm. I can say, I can say that I used to feel this way, but not now. Meaning. Honestly. No, no, no. I'm, uh, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. But I'm just saying, maybe um, a few years ago, probably about four years ago. No, not even four years ago. My um, son's father. It ended in a very, very bad situation. And I think everybody was rooting for us that we make it and i i actually did too but um it ended he cheated 
And any relationship that I've been in that someone cheated, I honestly have forgave them. But um, with him, it ended just, he did something that was unforgivable. And that would be a not public discussion. Mm -hmm. But something, and a lot of people that know me know the stuff that he did. Did something that was unforgivable. And it kind of, it tore me apart. It truly tore me apart. But I can say, after that, I honestly prayed about it. I said, let go and let God, honestly. And now he and I have a communication now. He's newly married and we can communicate better. But I would say I regret that it did not work because of my son's sake. And because I had my daughter prior to it without having you know, her father in her life. And I always wanted to be a married couple or a, you know, raise my child as in one household. So I would say I regret on that part. But I can say, with no shadow of doubt, I found someone that can do the same thing. Share the part as in show him what a man can be. Even though his dad is in his life. I mean, right now they're butting heads because he's a teenager and his dad this. But again, to have my partner able to step in and still do the things because his dad is not here. Even though he, you know, know who his dad is and he can go to his dad. He can call him up right now and go to his dad. But the fact of still having that strong man figure. And that's always what I wanted. And that's why I say I regret that part, but not as in relationship-wise, because you grow. Mm -hmm. You grow and you realize that that probably, it could have been lust and factuation that brought you together and you you did this and you did that. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll make it, we'll do this. But then when there's a human being come out of it, you think about it and say, dang, I wish because I never wanted it to happen again, being a single parent. But um, I'm happy for what he got going on. And he's told me he's happy for what I've got going on. And the thing is to to have that positively, you know, the thing of we're able to communicate. And like I said, the only regret I had was the way it ended and what was done to me. And it's, it's, it, it, it is what it is mm-hmm. right now. And I'm happy, but I got it now. It did. Mm-hmm. Everything falls in place, and mm-hmm. and the way it should, and the way it's supposed to happen. That's why I said. Mm. That's why I have no regrets. <laughs> yeah, you just brushed over that shit. I'm being, but he knows. She's like that. Huh? He knows. I will cut you the fuck off. You no longer is this box. So let me let me tell you something. When it came to, we're gonna go back to like stepchildren, right? Go back to it. So. Oh, you ain't off the hook. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I was able to do when we first got together was meet the father of our daughter. And he was cool as hell. Like, he would come over every so often. He would announce himself, obviously, let us know. Mm-hmm. He was in our daughter's life. And I think the estrangement between my daughter and her father 
drew her closer to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was always there supported, supportive, mm-hmm. but I never let him be ignored at the right, same right. time. I kind of like was like, exactly. yo, that's your dad. You need to give him a little bit of leeway. You know, he's working through life himself with his own kids, with his own family. And here you are coming through and you're his daughter and you have every right to be in his life, but he doesn't make it a priority. That's not on us. That's right. on him. So when we did that, I think that was able, that was able to allow, allow my daughter to see in her own eyes how her dad was. Mm-hmm. And then when it came to the boys and their dad, we called them up. We, I personally talked to him and was like, listen, mm-hmm. I want to let you know, as a man who's taking care of this family, you got two kids out here, bro. Like, you have two kids who we don't want anything from you. We don't want nothing financial. But if you want to be a part of their life, you're more than welcome to step on in. Yep. We gave him that the option. The opportunity was given there. We gave him that way option. Way too violent to have conversation with exes. Nah, nah, nah look, look, look. He was like, he was. He was ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah. You know I mean, it, it's different. Ain't got nothing to do with and, it. And he was like, he was like, how do I know? I'm like, nigga, th- my nigga, this is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe it, take a DNA test. Mm-hmm. We straight. I know for sure they ain't mine because she had it. She popped them shits out before I even got into the picture. So I know it ain't mine. But we are telling you that these may be your children. So at this point, you may want to involve yourself at this point. We ain't asking you for no money. We ain't asking you for no support. We ain't asking you for shit. But as a person who grew up without a father, as a man who grew up without any kind of male kind of dynamic, I felt it was still important that that father or that donor, as I call him now, that that donor be in their life. Because I still wanted to be that father figure, but I thought that it would still be important that their natural donor be involved. Mm. And when I give him that opportunity and he squandered it, fuck him. Because yep, he, he lost deserve. it all. You're right. a big man for even trying this But he said they don't deserve it. And the, and the thing is, is that you look, you, you look at the kids now and... Like, our daughter is getting married. And um, I asked her, I was like, I said, Jesse, you know, who are you going to have walk you down the aisle? Like, did you have to, you know, a girl wants to be walked down the aisle. And I said, I said, are you going to call Larry? She said, fuck Larry. I said, well, sorry, Um, So I, she said, you know that. And, and I was like, I said, well, you know, you know that he's your dad. And she was like, he's not my dad. Adam's my dad, and that's the man who's walking me down the aisle. It's a big difference. That's a, it's a yeah. huge difference, and it's the same thing with the twins. The twins know who their dad is. Yeah. And like oh. they made they made a video for him. The boys did a video, like a happy birthday video, and 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 out of all of the kids, Freddie had the longest three minute video. But he spoke from the heart. He was by himself, and he was like, he was like, I'm lucky. He goes, me and Eric are one of the lucky ones because other kids don't have dads like you, dad. He goes, you're my dad. You'll be forever my dad. And so they know that because he's been with them since they were one years old. And they know the situation that happened. And they're, and I asked them, I was like, do you guys even want They're like, no, we're not even bothered with them. Why? Damn. It's different. It, uh, when I tell you raising stepchildren bonus children mm-hmm. I call them kids you know, those are my kids those are my life I, I, I wake up every morning fight an hour of traffic deal with the bullshit at my job come home for an hour of extra traffic just to deal with them you know and they're 
And trust me, it's no picnic raising them two. Let me tell you something. Hmm. It is no Oh, I've encountered picnic. every several times. <laughs> but now, to you. Uh, oh, damn. You're just going to cut Adam off? We can talk off, off sub- we will talk off subject on that you. one. So, <laughs> what relationship have you severed and mm. regret? Oh, oh man. Listen. I've been a real... F- I started off in relationships real fucked up, right? Now, I was very selfish. I was focused on me. If it was either my way or no way. Amen. Not the fucking highway. My way or it just wasn't. Uh, by the time I calmed down and got into a real relationship, it was with a, uh, a Taiwanese girl. Uh, her English name was Joanne. And... Uh, we were together for probably about three years or so. Good girl. She was ready to be married. She did everything in her power to show me that she was a wife. I wasn't ready. I uh, broke up with her. And probably about a, a year later, I met Laura. So the only relationship that like that I severed that I regret that I severed really for no reason just because I wasn't ready to be in a relationship like that was that one. Like, she was ready to do everything that a relationship needed. You know, she had a great job. You weren't ready. Her family liked me. I just, I wasn't ready for that shit. Mm -hmm. I I didn't want no marriage. I didn't want no fucking kids. Mm -hmm. You don't know if, you don't know if you're going to be fucking alive the next day. Why you going to fucking start a family? Right. You know, so that's that's the one that I regret. Everything else, I knew exactly why I was severing the relationship. I knew why. I didn't have a regret. With my first one, I was a fucking scumbag. You didn't give head. She gave head. I like head. (laughs) Real simple. And then right now, I'm fortunate through all my trials and tribulations to find someone that just doesn't understand the meaning of the word no. Mm. So compassionate and caring. Like, it's it's almost sickening. It's like on some of that, that Grey's Anatomy shit. You watch that fucking TV <laughs> and you see like a person that, that accepts you for who you are, deals with your bullshit, Offer you ways to improve yourself in the nicest way possible, mm. and still stands by. Still, still stands by. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that was me, man. Is is that what you were looking for, man? No, I just this. You trying to make me cry in this bitch? I don't cry. You will on our wedding day. Just watch me. That will give you a cry serum. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> onions. You gonna put some onions under my eyes and shit? All right. Well, that brings this episode of Mustaches and Lashes to a close. Uh, Thank you for listening. God bless. Good night.